Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Story of the day is college football. Couple of big games with big results, which should have big impacts on the college football playoff rankings. Here to break down a couple of the games and where will we be sitting as of Tuesday morning or afternoon or night whenever they announce it on ESPN. Tuesday night is when they usually do it. Um, Matt Marshall from uh, the Orlando Sentinel, National College Football Writer, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, busy day watching college football there, Matthew? <laughs> yeah, I was, actually. It's uh, it's one of those days you really enjoy uh, to sit back from the noon kicks all the way up until about 8 o'clock. You know, you get to see some of the, the best football of the day uh, with LSU, Alabama, and, and, and uh, Penn State and Minnesota. And then, you know, we've got a couple of night games that have a little bit of an impact on the, on the playoff selections as well with Clemson and Georgia playing. So it's a, it's a busy college football Saturday. Both playing and both uh, winning and both looking pretty good. Oklahoma had them into the mix, too. They're up by two touchdowns. Uh, first things first on the Alabama-LSU game. What surprised you most about the outcome? Um, you know, I just think the fact that the, the poise that Joe Burrow showed, you know, um, at, at quarterback. I mean, I think a lot of people were kind of expecting him, you know, to step up and, and elevate his game. But we know he's played really well this year under Joe Brady, the new passing coordinator. The offenses look great. But this was a big-time game. This was the biggest test they were probably going to face. And, you know, to go on the road, uh, to take on an Alabama team at home in front of a hostile crowd, uh, lots of expectations going into this game, having a bye week to kind of build up all the, you know, all the uh, expectations uh, for him to go out there and play the way he did at the end, especially at the end when, you know, Alabama made a little bit of a run, uh, you know, with an 85 yard touchdown that, that cut the lead down. Um, you know, Joe Burrow was able to handle things and, and make sure his team was able to get the win. And to me, that was, that said a lot about his development as a quarterback and, and how good this LSU team can really be. Now, when I say this, it's going to sound like I'm either shortchanging or not giving Burrow and the LSU offense enough credit. But the thing that surprised me most was the fact that they just sliced and diced the Alabama defense. I, I thought Alabama's defense was better than it turned out to be today. Again, giving all due credit to LSU, what happened to the Alabama defense? How could they give up 46 points at home in a game like this? Well, I just think that you know they have a, a young you know, defensive line. I think you saw a little bit of that going on here. Uh, you know, they, they really weren't able to handle kind of what, you know, LSU was throwing at them. And, and I thought also, too, the, the big play capabilities. You know, you saw Joe Burrow time and time again able to find receivers downfield. I thought that LSU did a great job, too, of mixing up some plays, uh, really just kind of, you know, not only just trying to throw the ball downfield, but also throwing in some, some really good running plays as well. And I think that that was demonstrated by the um, hilarious performance tonight, you know, with 103 yards and three touchdowns. So they did a good job of mixing things up. And I think they really kind of confused Alabama's defense. You're right. This is the first time we've seen maybe outside the Clemson game and the national championship last year, we've seen Alabama's defense really looks just kind of manhandled in this game. And, and, you know, you were able to give up, you know, lots of yards and lots of points. Uh, credit, you know, Tua Tungvalo and, and the Alabama offense were trying to stay in this game, considering that Tua was banged up with that, you know, ankle 
surgery and try to still come recovering from that. But this was a game that, that looked like LSU kind of wanted to win from the start and was able to kind of handle it from the, from the start to finish. Yeah, there were too many times when Alabama did score today that immediately thereafter LSU went right back down the field. You need to cement that score by getting a stop, and the Alabama defense never did that today. I actually think they were worse today than they were in last year's championship game, which was a blowout. Last year in the championship game, they did nothing offensively, so the actual differential of the score was worse, but I think Alabama's defense was worse here today. Um uh, does Joe Burrow move to the top of the Heisman class? Was he already there for you? What does his p- performance today mean to his Heisman standing? Well, I think he moves to the top of the class. I mean, I, I think he was he was already in the top, you know, three or four in my mind, you know, going into this game. But to, to see the way he played, you know, he was thirty-one of thirty-nine for three hundred ninety-three yards and three touchdowns, add another sixty-four yards rushing. I mean, I, I think on this big stage against the you know, top uh, number three team in the country, I think he kind of put himself to that, to that top mix. I think Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma is always going to be there because of the fact that Oklahoma's offense puts up a lot of points. Uh, he's going to have a big statistical you know, numbers when you look at it. So I think he's always going to be there as well. I think the one that took a big step back is Tua Tagovailoa. I know he threw for over 400 yards and four touchdowns, but I think because he was injured and he missed the Arkansas game, because he was hampered in this game a little bit, I, I think he probably dropped down a, a little bit in my mind when we're looking at the Heisman. So right now I think it's Joe Burrow and, and Jalen Hurts at this point, and, and, and that could change obviously you know, the next couple of weeks, but I feel like those two guys right now have kind of set the pace for the for the race. Do you think Tua rushed back, either of his own volition and or in combination with his university? Uh, you know, I think a little bit. That was my concern going into this game. I know Nick Saban said it was going to be a game-time decision. I know they were going to make sure he was going to be, you know, healthy. I, I think Tua's a, a competitor like any one of them. But I think he wants to go out and, and play. He wanted to be out there. Um, you could just see late in that game, you know, he was limping, and it got worse as the game went on. You could tell that he probably uh, had taken a lot of hits. That was my concern is, you know, yeah, it's great. You came back in two weeks. That surgery allows you to do that. But, you know, eventually, you know, you're going to have to face the fact you have to run on it. You're going to have to, you know, plant on it. You're going to have guys trying to, you know, tackle you by the ankles and try to take swipes at it. So, eventually, you knew that was going to happen. It probably swelled up a little bit in that game as well. So, that was a concern to me, and I think the bigger concern was you don't want this to extend past this game. You don't want something where he was going to miss maybe the rest of the season. So, he, I mean, credit him to his performance for being, you know, kind of hobbled, but you could see as the game went on, he was getting worse and worse. And there were times in the game that he wouldn't have normally have taken off and run with the ball. He just wasn't able to because of, uh, because of the ankle. We're talking to Matt Marshall from uh, the Orlando Central National, our college football insider here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, the matchup between the other two undefeated teams today, Penn State and Minnesota goes the Golden Gophers way. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know Tanner Morgan was this type of a quarterback. Talk about college quarterbacks stepping up and have a big day. Yes, Joe Burrow's in the Heisman mix, and Morgan's performance isn't going to get him up on Joe Burrow's level. But where did this kid come from? He sliced and diced the Penn State secondary, certainly in the first half, and enough in the second half to hold on and win. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is credit, you know, P.J. Fleck again. You know, the, the quarterback situation at Minnesota, I think the last two or three years, was really kind of up in the air. They have had – it was like a revolving door. They had guys coming in and out. Uh, I think he finally got a guy in Tanner Morgan to come in. Obviously, was able to play, uh, put together a pretty spectacular performance. I think that a lot of the things with Minnesota are, are just the fact that P.J. Fleck is such an inspirational uh, motivator. You know, I think he's a guy that really gets his, his players to buy into what they're trying to do. I don't think at all they thought going into this game 
that they were the underdogs. I don't think they felt like Penn State was, was that much better than them. And I think you saw that performance on the field, you know. And it wasn't just offensively, you know, defensively. You know, they were able to get, you know, timely turnovers when they needed to. You know, they, they picked off, you know, Sean Clifford three times. Uh, I think it was once or twice in the end zone. Um, you know, they're able to take advantage uh, of miscues that Penn State, you know, normally doesn't do. Um, and this is a Penn State team that came into this game with one of the best defenses in the country and allowed over 460 yards to Minnesota. So uh, that's the thing that stood out to me and impressed me the most is that this team really kind of believed it was going to win this game. And when it came down to it, that, that belief kind of helped them out and, and got them uh, over the hump. Despite coming into the game and leaving the game undefeated, uh, prior to Minnesota was ranked no higher than 17 in the college football playoff rankings. How high did they jump? Well, I would be surprised to see them move in the top 10. I mean, I think that, you know, you look above them, uh, you know, there's some teams that won, you know, Florida, Baylor, Wisconsin won some close games today. But I think just based on the fact that Penn State was fourth, the fact how Minnesota won this game, um, and and the fact that they look, I I think they'll move up. I mean, I would imagine six, seven spots, you might get to that 10 spot or 11. Um, You know, I think you can make a good case that they're, they're the, you know, they're the second best team in the Big Ten right now, obviously. And, and you know, that I think that, you know, they should deserve to be up as high as they can. So it's going to be interesting to see how much Penn State falls. You know, they were fourth in this poll, latest poll. If they drop down to, you know, maybe 12 or 13, um, how much that lights them off, especially when they got to face Ohio State in a couple of weeks. Mm, Baylor also undefeated. They're down to five. Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, if they win tonight, stays undefeated. Uh, we mentioned Minnesota and Baylor. Uh, Baylor doesn't blow people out. They don't uh, wow you with blowout-type games. All they do is win, did so again today. They are undefeated. They are in a major conference. I, I, I guess I'm putting off my question one week because they got Oregon, uh, excuse me, Oklahoma. Um, I got Oregon on my brain. Uh, uh, Oklahoma next week. If they win that one, then they really have to jump. Give me the two-step move Baylor has this week. Do they move up from 12? Next week, if they beat Oklahoma, how high is high? Well, I, yeah, I think, you know, that's going to be the, the, the thing that's interesting because of the fact that the first poll, you know, the, the selection committee put Oklahoma at number nine. Um, I'm not sure how much they, they jump up, even if they beat Oklahoma, um, because the Big 12 is, is just not as strong as it's been in years past. You know, if, if Oklahoma had been ranked in that 6-7 range, I think you could make the case that Baylor, if they had beaten Oklahoma, could be in that mix for, for the playoff spot. But, um, again, the Big 12 just is, is not as strong as it needs to be. And, and I think even if they beat Oklahoma – I'm not sure if they get past maybe seven or eight. Uh, you know, again, some of these teams above them are going to fall out. You know, Oregon and Utah, eventually, if they continue in the path, will face each other in the Pac-12 championship game. We know that Ohio State and Penn State, Penn State lost today, but those two teams face will face off. Alabama will drop. I can't imagine how much they'll drop, maybe three or four spots. So I just don't know if the Big 12 has enough to get to get pushed into that top six spots, top five spots, when it's all said and done. All right, let's go back up to the top. Ohio State only put a 72 spot on the board today. They were supposed to beat Maryland. They did beat Maryland. They again show themselves as maybe the best offense in college football. LSU beat Alabama. Who's going to be number one on Tuesday night? I know it doesn't really matter, but bragging rights are bragging rights. Who gets bragging rights for the week? I think it's LSU. I think LSU jumps in that number one spot just based on the fact they beat the number three team in the in, in the uh, in the country. And I think they'll, Ohio State will fall to two. And then then I think it's, it gets interesting. I think you know Clemson obviously is is, is winning big tonight. Uh, they continue to win out. You know they they can move up to that three spot. 
Um, you know, how far Alabama falls. Does Alabama fall to, you know, pass Georgia? Do they fall to maybe six? And Georgia moves up. You know, they're winning. They were winning tonight. Um, I, I think that's going to be the interesting aspect is that four, five, six range is who's going to be there. If Alabama lands at, let's say, five for some reason, um, then you could start seeing that the committee's looking at the idea that maybe a one-loss Alabama team could find its way into the mix, you know, when, if something were to happen, you know, when we're talking about the final semi, the final playoff rankings and the semifinals. So that's where I'm interested in this week. Is I want to see where some of these teams fall in the five-six range, who's going to be right on the outskirts, maybe who can make a, a strong push if something happens. If I tell you I think Alabama clings to a top-four spot this week, that it's Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and Alabama stays at number four because, yes, you could jump Georgia over them, but you look at two SEC teams, Georgia lost to South Carolina, Alabama lost to LSU. Who suffered the lesser loss? Well, I would say Alabama's, which would mean Alabama could stay in front of them. I'm not moving Oregon up that high. Oklahoma's not all of a sudden going to go that high. I think Alabama's going to stay in the top four even though they lost. Yeah, I mean, and that's and, and there'll be some – They'll be the, the critics will, will, will cry because of that because they'll say you know listen you know how could this happen you know one lost Alabama team but you're right you know you, you, you lo- your loss is less than a touchdown to the team that's probably going to be the number one team when it's all said and done Tuesday night so you know I think Alabama finds its way and now whether they stay in that spot depends on you know what happens in the next couple of weeks you know I, I agree Georgia's loss uh, to South Carolina is is a bad bad loss you know and I think it goes back to Let's look in the last couple of years. Ohio State has had these kind of similar things in the past. When Ohio State lost to Purdue last year, that bad loss really kind of kept them out of getting into the playoff ranking. So um, I think that's, you know, unless Georgia finds, you know, can knock off whoever, you know, comes out of the SEC West, I, I just don't know if they can get in there. So that, that's opening the door for this idea of having two SEC teams in there. So um, I think it's going to be very interesting over the next couple of weeks to see, you know, where some of these teams wind up. Alabama still has to play Auburn. And, you know, Georgia has a couple of games, and LSU has a, has a game or two. So it'll be interesting to see where some of these teams move up and down. All right, yeah, I just made the Alabama fans day by saying I don't think they're going to fall out of the top four. But here's the bad news for the Alabama fans. They're not going to make the playoff if LSU wins out. So they're not going to be the SEC South championship game. If Georgia makes it and beats LSU, well, then it's going to come down to LSU and Alabama. Both of them with one loss uh, SEC records. Oh, by the way, they played LSU one in Alabama. Alabama could fall out of the fourth, uh, the final four without playing that last week of the season. Yeah, very much so, and, that, and that's why this game was so crucial today. Because I think a lot of people felt like Alabama had more to lose in this game than LSU did. You know, if Alabama were to lose this game, which it did, you know, I think people felt like their chance of getting in the playoff really took a major hurt. So I, I think that's going to be the case. I agree with you. Georgia, you know, represents the East, and LSU represents the West. And let's say Georgia beats LSU, LSU's strength of schedule and, and their, their schedule this year makes them a likely candidate to be in there despite the loss. But you know, they've got the win over Alabama, and I don't think Alabama's schedule is strong. So I think Alabama would find its way on the outside looking in. So it's 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 a very interesting dilemma, I think, for for the SEC when we look at some of these teams. Matt, good stuff. Appreciate you hopping on, sharing a couple insights with us. We'll talk again uh, when we get closer to the playoffs. All right, sounds good. Thanks a lot. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.